0: Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. And now let's join our guest speaker. Sometimes I hesitate to ask who was here last week, but just a, uh, a quick pop-up of hands. Who was here last week so I know how deep to go into the summary? Last week we, uh, we started something I just really feel like we need to dive into for about 30 weeks, but we're only going to be doing it for three. And uh, so last week we started it. It's on the Word. You guys remember that? The Word of God. So last week we talked about the role or the function of the role of the Word of God in our life. And it's uh, food, it's water, it's spirit, it's life, it's correction, it's for the whole man. And um, today we're talking about the very practicals of how do we get into the word, and why do we get into it? Motive—you got to go motive, or if you just go to how, just go to the practical. As it gets real, real uh, religious and, and legalistic quick. And in uh, next week, you don't want to miss next week. I know Thanksgiving, but listen—just let me piece of advice: skip Thanksgiving. And okay, now I'm just messing. Uh, but next week, we're going to be talking about abiding. So, so okay, just follow me. Last week, what's the role? Um, I mean, like, you know, what's the point of this thing? Last week, uh, today, we're talking about the idea of how we and why we get into this thing. Next week, we're going to be talking about how we live this thing. That's the point. That's the endeavor. That's where we're going every single day. If you're my disciples, Jesus said, You'll know my word, keep my word and it'll set you free. If you love me, you'll keep, hold on, observe and watch over my commandments. And so that's what we're going to be talking about. And and I just uh, let me just real quick reminder why we're doing this thing is the word is November and prayer is December. We need both of these things as believers as followers of Jesus to hold on to so tightly to get it deep inside of us because we've got a world that is literally around us a city that you're living in that's being shaken and you probably are having conversations with people that you work with that you live with or or around friends and family member who are just asking questions like yeah, what is happening right now there's still a war going on in Ukraine there's one in Israel that there's just fear and, and franticness all over the world like what's up like what's going on i'll tell you what's going on the earth is groaning for the presence of god and, and romans 8 says that the children of god the men and women need to show up and be like hey there's a point to this whole thing god's coming near and when god comes near there's there's two responses that we can have kindness or severity kindness or severity. And and when you're inside the will of God, when you're, when you have a relationship with him, when he comes near, it's the kindness of God. And in the most important thing that we can do right now is be founded in the word and be found in prayer. Don't Paul says, don't stop praying, never cease, just continue on it. Moment to moment, just be abiding in the fact that you have a relationship. So that's why we're going in these two uh, big topics today. And I want to tell you, a uh, reminder, get the group guide, just got some scriptures in there and uh, questions for you guys to do a small group over. Uh, and then, um, um, we have a, we have a couple other things to give you, tools today. So have you ever went shopping and just, and just left with like a, a basket load? We, you know, you went in there for one or two items, and you come out, and you're like, wow. You know, it's one of those. Today's one of those days. You just came in. I'll just take a couple of notes today. <laughs> it's, not, it's not the way this is going to be. So take notes. you got your group guide. We have a couple other things that we're going to give you. I mean, we're going to be loaded up. You, we, is the reason why, if you're new to this space, the reason why is because we're a church that just, just doesn't come in and, and just pat the shoulder of all of the consumers. We all have a part to play in the renewal of humanity by making disciples. God strategically placed you right where you live, right where you work, so that you can pour out what God has deeply poured in. It doesn't matter if it's a trickle. Just keep the trickle coming. (laughs) And that's making disciples. Just give out what God's given you. Are you with me? All right, so the word. I want to talk to you about um, just a, a, a quick why before we get into the how. And there's an analogy that I want to give you. Whenever you go on a dinner date, whenever you think about the idea of a dinner date, there's two words that come together, dinner and date. The whole reason, I think sometimes we get flipped around and we go in there and we have our dinner date, we leave and then we talk to our friends. Hey man, how'd the last Thursday go? Jeff you have fun? I know you went out with your wife. Oh yeah, it was awesome. We hit this new Mexican place and man, this is what I had. They put this little thing on the side and then I just went ahead and got this thing for dessert you know, you just got to go all in. And then just the whole time you're just talking about the food and the food and the food. And then your friend looks at you and you're like, Dude, did you, are you still married? Like, yeah, yeah, why? Like, you just took 20 minutes talking about the food. I thought you went out with your, with your wife. You know what I'm saying? Like, here's the point. Sometimes we can make the food, the dinner, the focus instead of the date. Come on, are you with me? You're missing the point. <laughs> I'll just, hey, if you're single right now, take a lot of note. That's a good advice right there. I just want to, you know, just get, get, you some gold right there. So, so the point of the dinner date is just so you have dinner, just so you have space to go deeper and closer with your Date. The whole person is the the whole purpose is the company that you're with. The same is true with the Word of God. Way too many of us sit down and we eat because we want what God offers, we want his promises, we want his blessing, and then we're like, hey, I ate deeply. Thank you for that. And we put it down and we leave and we don't put the effort into the relationship. Yeah, this got a little quiet. Okay, so so the point of this, the whole motive is Second Corinthians chapter one twenty, because it says all of the promises, every single thing that God offers is an emphatic yes. But wait, just you got to keep reading. Two words, so important. All the promises of God are a yes and an amen. Here it is, in Him. So you don't have peace without the God who actually created peace. You don't have life without the author of life. And the point is, God wants to say, hey, I want you to sit down and eat with me. <laughs> moment to moment, every day, a few times a day. I want you to sit down and hang out. I want dinner dates constantly. Why? Because it's a relationship. He wants you to have the promises, but the promises are supposed to come out of spending time with them. That's why God talks about us, the bride, the marriage, the groom and the bride coming together, because the analogy is so similar to a husband and a wife. And when you look at this, you gotta know that there's a a purpose behind the scriptures. And Jesus actually says it. Look at John chapter 5. This is the why behind why we read the word. John chapter 5, Jesus actually speaks to some religious uh affiliates of the day, and he says, You search. The scriptures, and you're really good at it, but you search the scriptures because you think that in them, in the scriptures, you will find eternal life. That's what they're looking for. That's what we're all looking for. We need hope for today because hope deferred makes the heart sick, but hope fulfilled is like a tree of life. We need hope for eternity. God, am I going to make it? Oh, you're going to do more than make it. I've packed in my presence so that you can resist and ride out any storm here today, lasting for forever. And she says, you, you search all the scriptures because you can think in them, in the law, in the practices, in the principles, in the, the left and rights, in the do's and don'ts. You think in them you have eternal life. That's works based. Are you following? He says, you think that in them you have eternal life. But it's they, it's the scriptures, Jesus says, that bear witness about me. Okay, so here's a, let me just give you the translation. The point of you and me reading the word is to encounter the author. Now I want you, another analogy, just hold on to this. What would it be like if you had a book and that you read and it was life changing? I mean, you ate chapter one, two, three, four, and it just kept going. You finished it. You handed out to other people. You came back, reread it, reread it. And then all of a sudden, somehow the author of that book got a hold of you. Hey, I heard that my book meant a lot to you. It absolutely did. What happens if he reached out to you and then he says, Hey, let's get together. And you're like, get together with the author of this book that I love. Absolutely. I'm down. You guys get together for lunch. And then he, and then he says this, he extends, an invitation. Why don't you and I get lunch every single week and I'll walk through my book with you and tell you my intent of chapter one, tell you how hard it was to read and write chapter three. How about we walk through this journey together? That is what reading the word is supposed to be like. Sitting down with the author, reading through it, and not having this to be the means to then, but to have this move us towards a relationship with God so that we can encounter him, ask him questions, and say, what did you mean? Where were you going? Why is this here? I got a lot of questions, but it doesn't matter my, my answers. It matters of the connection and the conversation. Are you with me? What if we read the Bible like that? We would start to come alive because it's not that we're we're really um, maybe uh, familiar with this. We're familiar with God through the book, through the book. That That's the point. Okay, last one, last one. The why behind reading John 17. Speaking of eternal life, this is what it says. Here's Jesus again, red letters in your Bible. This is eternal life, that they, you and me, that they know you, God. The only true God and me, this is Jesus, Jesus Christ, whom you have sinned. What's eternal life? Not to know the Scriptures, but to know God through the Word. That's why there is such an attack on you getting into this thing. Partly is because I know you you go through and you're like, oh, I just want time. God is blessed. Listen, li- this is this is. <laughs> God's blessed you so much with abundance that you don't have time for him. Like, I'm just, I'm packed. I'm busy making a lot of money, seeing a lot of people. You're like, wow, you're such like when you, <laughs> I don't say this, but I just, you know, sometimes you get in this conversation and you're like, man, you are such a big deal. You are such a big deal. I'm just honored to be in your presence right now. man. mean, I'm just busy, man. Just, just going to town. Wow. That's all... Hey, how's the time in the word, man? I can't get in the word. You just got stuff to do. That must be nice. Really? Really? Like, this is why we were born. The enemy specializes in noise and crowds and overall busyness. But the Father is found in intimacy, quietness, and stillness. Not a whole lot of people have the ability to physically and then... Mentally, spiritually, slow down enough to hear what the Father's saying. That's eternal life. Walking with Him. Abiding in Him. Okay, so, now we get into the how. This is gonna be massively practical, but I didn't wanna get into the practicals until we at least announced and talked about our motives. Our motives is to meet with the God of the Bible. So if you, on your way in, you, you got a handout. So if you want to grab that, or I'm just going to reference it up here and we're going to walk through how we get into the word. Now this is one practice of many, but obviously I'm spending the time on it because I think it is so necessary that you at least are familiar with this way. It's an ancient practice called Lectio Divina. Uh, on the back of your handout gives you a brief um, explanation of what it is. You can read that later. I just want to let you know that this is uh, this is not something that Grace put together. Um, we put the handout together, but this practice of Galaio Divini goes all the way back to the third century. You got uh, desert fathers and uh, giants of the faith like uh, Augustine um, and uh, Saint Francis and Loyola. Uh, going all the way back to some giants of, of investors into Christianity that have talked about and practiced things like this. And so I just want to bring it to you. And if, if you're, if you're timid and resistant about this idea, even the word lectio divina, you're like, what are you introducing? Let me just ease you right now. That's a Latin term. And I only say that just so you're impressed with me. So I just, that's, that's why I, I'm just kidding. It's just divine reading. That's it. It's just divine reading. And so really, um, I think more properly, it should be titled prayerful reading. It's just reading with the Holy spirit. And that's what it is. So, so really quick, what I want to do is, is breeze through like a, um, um, like a, uh, a flyby. We'll just do a flyby of what this is. And then we're going to dive deep into it. So if you were to sit down and have a place with God, um, if if you don't have a place consistently and you're and you're always just kind of moving from one place to the other, I would suggest you find one place. You can set up zero distractions. Uh, again, I'll, I'll give you some some small things. I, you don't have to. This is not a, a rule or anything. I just wouldn't do digital. Nothing digital with you, only just the bindings, the leather, the book and a journal. Um, And when you sit down, just keep everything else away that might pull you away mentally and physically. Sometimes whenever you sit down with the word and you sit down with the presence of God, your mind starts going like, you know, you, it, you've been blank all morning, right? You just, your mind is just not on. And then all of a sudden you sit down with the presence of God and you're like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to pursue you. And then your to-do list starts to go. Have this ever happened to you? And you're like 19 things popping. You're like, oh man, I'm going to be productive today. And you're like, wait, what am I doing? I'm supposed to be spending time in the Word and I'm thinking about mowing my lawn and doing the dishes and laundry. Come on, you've been there. And uh, so just a small little tip, you just take a little piece of paper, write down those things and you're like, all right, I'll do those later. But right now, my mind is fixed on the presence of God. So sometimes you need to empty that out so that you can be filled up with God. So this is a small little, little practice. I'll just kind of go through some of those. So when you sit down and have a place, if you don't have a place, I would suggest reading Exodus 33. It talks about Moses having a tent of meeting. There's some real practical endeavors in there if you don't have a place um you can just read that and just get some practicals on hey what's it look like to have a meeting place with god moses had that and so just read that and that, that'll um, that'll help but when you get to that point um the first one is read read the word read the word read the word and when you get down there, um, my suggestion is uh, pick up one of the, if you don't have a Bible reading plan, meaning you don't know necessarily what you're going to do whenever you sit down, pick up one of these. My suggestion is, um, I'm going to give you three reasons why, but you've got uh, Old Testament, a New Testament, and Psalms and Proverbs every single day when you, have, when you have this one-year Bible reading plan. And it's not one year because you have to do it in a year. Uh, last time, I think I finished mine up. I don't know if I should tell you that. It over two years. So I'm a slow reader. So don't judge me. I feel you judging me right now. Why? What is this? I trying to confess to you just so we can be on the same page. And I just feel like, wow, really, Ryan? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Just step off for a second. So so just peruse through. That's the whole point. Read the word. Don't just be quick to finish it up. Be like, hey, check. No, Listen, going back to your dinner date. No husband needs to show up and be like, hey, what's for dinner? That would just be, hey, I thought we were having dinner a few minutes ago. Come on, I gotta eat. Hey, listen, thank you for spending a couple hours in the kitchen. Do you mind if I get my dinner and sit in front? Of- the game is on tonight. Oh, jeez. Listen, if you're single, take lots of, don't ever, right, ever. The point is, why would you move through the eating and the- because you're missing the company? That's why you sit down and you eat. Take the time. So so if you don't have the time, you rush. All right. Just start with five. Then the increase it to 10, go to 15, go to 20. And then all of a sudden, two hours won't be enough. Are you with me? That's just the way it is. That's the way hunger works in the presence of God. So when you when you start, just read, 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 read. Then when you sit down with your journal, just summarize, summarize what you does not have to be fancy. Listen, one of the times I remember reading through the Psalms, and I remember one of the Psalms really stuck out to me. And it was, it was David be like, oh, earnestly I seek you. I long for you. And I was like, oh, I would love to be there. You know what I mean? And so what I did is I wrote down, where am I compared to David? And I said, so he said, earnestly I seek. And I was like, well, I'm... I'm like mediocre on that. So I'm seeking you, but I feel like I'm tripping and falling, you know. So I wrote my own psalm in the moment. I'm telling you, there is a big discrepancy. But the point was, God, I want to get here. So what did I do? I'm just asking you to pray me into this. God, the grace of God would would move me into that place. Sometimes that's what you need to do. Just write down where you are compared to what you read. Just summarize. Summarize. So the next one, this is massively important. This is where the Lexio, the divine, the, the Holy Spirit guiding you. Okay. As you read, wait for those moments where God reveals something to you. Whenever the moment is when you read and you read and reading and you're like, hey, let me go back to this. Has that ever happened before? Whenever you read and something is personal. Has that ever happened? Whenever you read and you're like, I've never seen that in scripture before. That's so new. And you know that you've read that story before, but you've never read that word or, or that emphasis that just seemed to stand out. Has that ever happened before? Have you ever read through and something just is kind of highlighted, like, huh, that's just, I'm, I'm, I'm questioning. I'm, um, I'm um, raising curiosity. Things are going off to just kind of stand, stop, pause, slow down in that moment. That is a revelation. God is 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 waiting for you to peruse by like an Easter egg hunt. No, no, no. Hot, cold, 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 cold. Ha ha. And then he just goes like this. Hey, let me show you something. His listen to this. His revelation is his invitation so that you can do some application. It's I don't mean to do this, but that's transformation. <laughs> I didn't mean I didn't mean to do that. No, no, said uh, it's not impressive, really, it's not. So revelation when God reveals, He's inviting you in. Why do you bring people over to your home? Hey, we just got our kitchen done. Come on over. Why do you? Doing, you want to reveal them? You want to invite them into it? God loves to share the entire kingdom with you, His children. That's his, this is his heart. He hides things for you. That's why he speaks in parables. Jesus said, I don't, I don't just hand these things out because it's my mercy that I don't describe everything that I do to everybody because then they would be accountable. But to the hungry, the ones that come up, ask, seek, and knock, they're the ones who want it, steward it, and I'm going to give it to them. Come on. Are you with me? I mean, this is, this isn't for the faint of heart. Like there's gonna be moments where you read, you get up and you read, you get up and you read, you get up and you read, and there's no revelation. So you're like, hey, God, how's it going? Do you know I'm, you know, I'm, I'm getting up. You, what's up? What's going on? You know, have that conversation with them. And maybe because you're just on a place of, listen to this, this is biblical, just not awesome. Maybe, maybe you're just waiting. <laughs> yeah have you ever been in a waiting season you're pressing in god i just i love you I want you to speak to me no okay that's no, fine just get up in the morning oh lord you know day 15 i'm in it man i'm pr- i'm so committed to you i'm relentless you just nothing okay all right you just keep coming back you want to know why because every 15 days in every time you get into work you're getting fed You're hanging out with him. You're waiting on him. And maybe there's something that he was asking you to do previous that he's going to allow you to see and do so that he can then start speaking. Listen, God is a steward. Nothing that he speaks comes back to him void. So if you're not fulfilling his word because of disobedience or, or a Jonah-like season or resistance or you're getting into the word for wrong motives. He's not going to reveal his secrets because he wants you to be a good steward. Steward the last thing he asked you to do and he'll give you more. Steward the small and he'll increase it. Luke chapter 16. I mean, this is God's heart. Listen, nobody, no, no parent gives their child, um, they skip Listen, they don't skip the training wheels and they go straight to the car. And you know what? You don't need training wheels on your bike. You don't even need to ride out a bike. You don't even know how to go power wheels. Skip the power wheels, bud. You're five. I trust you. Here's the keys to my Corvette. Have fun. You know, God's like, hey, listen, let's just start small. I want you to crawl on this one and I want you to stand. Then you can walk. Then run. Then you can sprint, then you can wait, then you can ride, then you can do it with, you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's a process. So it is with the word of God. When you get down to the invitation and the application, I'm going to get to that in more detail. So the, just real quick, the summary is, you sit down and you read until God reveals something to you. He's inviting you into a story. And then you ask that question, all right, what does this, what does this do for the application? What is God asking me to be or to do? There's a distinctive on those two and I'm going to get into. So are you with me? Yes. When we talk about reading at the very beginning, let me give you the, the three main reasons I would suggest you use the one-year Bible reading program. Whenever you do this, you don't have to think about where you left off last time you woke up. So yesterday you, you were in the Word and you read it and, um, and you wrote it down in your journal and then you're getting up the next day or you're reading at morning and evening or, or whatever the case may be. Wherever, whatever God's feeding you, you just hang out there. You go back to that place and just keep reading and keep reading. And the reason, one of the reasons is when you get, when you have the Old Testament and the New Testament and then Psalms and Proverbs right in the middle, you get the whole story arc of the Bible. I know a lot of us just want to camp out in one story, one area. I love the, the New Testament. I love the Gospels. I'm just going to camp out there. That's great. Camp out there if you're being fed there, but make sure that you're getting the whole scope of the Word. There's, there's, there's a lot of people who would say, hey, you know what? I love the Bible, but you know, the Old Testament God seems kind of harsh. New Testament God, I like Him better. Can I just tell you right now? You don't get to choose. He's the same one. Is that I don't care how you read the Bible. Like you just, we need to come into community and read it properly. So when we read the, the this one year Bible, we get a little bit of old news, so that we can see that it is the same God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and we encounter Him in every single page, word, and story. Are you with me? There's another reason why you get poetry, you get story, you get letters, you get prophetic, uh, you get poems, you get um, history. You get a lot of different genres when you get the 66 books in one. And you need that for your palate. You know, you're just, you're a distinguished eater. So you need to stop just, you know, eating on chicken nuggets. You know what I'm saying? Kids love chicken nuggets. So sometimes it's like, hey, just give me some chicken nuggets and fries and ketchup. We're golden. You know, you need to like increase your palate a little bit. Same is true with the word of God. doesn't matter if you, you don't get it logically yet. You may not. That's okay. Keep reading. Just keep reading. Another reason why well, I would suggest you you dive into um, just reading is because this is literally the pure spiritual milk that you need. It's just pure. And the reason why I say that is because when you read through the one-year Bible reading program, you just read the Word, read the Word, get into the Word. And and there's a lot of uh, times that I know that your schedule's busy and you go devotional books. Devotional books are those little sections that may be plans on you version, or they may be physical books, or the daily bread, right? I'm not knocking any of those. Just listen to me for a second. But the devotional books have one scripture up at the top and like a few paragraphs about that scripture. Are you familiar with this devotional books? Or they're super common. I mean, and there's, not, there's a, a good amount of them that we have in, the, in the, the bookstore. I mean, we recommend them. But just listen to me for a second. Let this be the primary way you endeavor into the Word, and let the devotional books be supplemental. Always, because if you're letting somebody else interpret scripture for you, then all already you're allowing your dependence on somebody else's relationship with God. You've got a secondhand knowledge of God. God wants to talk to you, not about the interpret. Listen to me. It's not about the interpretation. What we're talking about right now is not how to study the Bible and get the correct Greek and Hebrew meaning. That's not the point. The point is, when you get into the pure word of God, why does God want to bring you into that story? Why does that word, that story want to get embedded into your life? Because he wants to transform, love, shape, guide, guard you so that he can have that relationship with you. And if you're always banking on somebody else's relationship, then all you're, all you're going to do is, is be dependent on somebody else instead of being dependent on the Holy Spirit. Are you with me? It's so important. Supplemental. Listen, I'm a I'm a reader. I'm a reader. So I'm just going to I'm going to put that out. to you. I love books, but every single book always pushes me back to the word of God. We just have to have the filter in our life, especially right now. We have to have the filter of knowing the word, viewing the lens like this, just viewing the rest of the world through scripture. Does this look weird to you? It shouldn't be. Take a picture of me right now. I'm just kidding. We should view the rest of the world. What's going on right now? I don't know. But I should view it through the filter and the lens of the word. And right now we're not doing that. Very well, maybe. Um, and uh, the last one, because I said there's three points. The last one is that, have you ever been to lunch with someone who dominates the conversation? Hey, let's get together. It's a mutual friendship. But also when you get in there and you're like, oh, man, I'm so glad we got together. There's so many stuff going on. So this past week, man, and then last week, did I say about this thing over here and then work. And then, oh, man, whoo, man, look at the time. I got to go. Hey, thanks for lunch. See you later. And you're like, wow, so that was uh, I mean, I'm glad he got that off his chest. But, you know what I mean? What's it like when God hangs out with you? Now, there, there could be an empty and there could just be a bl- I'm just going to give all this to you. You dominate the conversation on the front end. That's fine. Do that. But there's most important point is when you get into this thing, you're going into the word of God neutral. You're going in neutral. If you go in there looking for something, can I tell you the danger? You'll find it. You're like, God, I need to know that if I take a left today at that stop sign that you're with me and i'm just going to read through and like oh there's the word left boom confirmation you're like this no that's that's you putting meaning into the scripture this is a, a hermeneutical rule don't do that always go into the scripture into the story neutral so that you can find out what god's saying to you because it may not be what you think that's important Listen, he's a good father. I'm telling you, most times he's going to tell you something that you need to hear, not what you want to hear. And we need that right now. He disciplines, corrects you and me because he loves us. Thank you, guys. I did not like that, but I appreciate it. That was I, I needed to hear that. How many times has the Holy Spirit corrected you? Okay, so you're going through and you're reading, summarizing, you read, you read, you read, and then all of a sudden you, you get stopped. You're, you're reading through Luke 15. It's the prodigal son. Something about that story, you've read it before. It's about two sons and a father, and they own some land. The younger asks the father, can I have everything, all my inheritance? Sure. Goes in reckless living, comes back, like, bro, I, I just failed big time. Comes back, and he welcomes him in. And then the older brother's there the whole time, and he's bitter and entitled. And he's, he's angry at his younger brother and his dad because he just hates life, you know. And, and then he just walks through the story, and, and it's about a relationship with the father. It's more about the father than the two sons every single time. But you read through and you're like, man, that's that's I don't know why, but that story is sticking out. to me. I've read it before. Pretty familiar with it logically, mentally. But there's something. This is a revelation. That's where I'm at. This is a revelation. What stood out to you? I don't know. I'm reading through old, new songs, old, new Psalm, Day one, day two. And you just keep going. And all of a sudden, boom, Luke 15, prodigal son. Here I am just kind of slows me down. You reread it. You're and There's some things in there for you. Now here, here is, okay, then you take the next jump into that. And this is the, because God revealed something to you in the prodigal son, now God's inviting you into the story. This is amazing. This is a fun part. Listen, this is when you climb into the story. You don't have to be one of the characters. You don't have to be the father, the older, the younger. You might identify, identify with him. But the point is to go into the story that God revealed to you and ask questions. What would it be like just to watch this father run to his son? What would it be like to be a neighbor who's just far off where the party is going and, and you know, there's been darkness over that house because the younger just left and took a lot of their money. But now all of a sudden there's a party. Your neighbor like, I wonder what's going on over there. Ask questions. Listen, use your imagination when you get into scripture. Imagination is not exaggeration. Imagination is, is seeing the elements that are already there and just letting them come to life. Let the story that's already there come to life. And you can't do that when you speed over the prodigal son. You can't do that by just speeding over scripture. You just enter the story and ask questions. Whenever the younger brother came home, he put a ring and a robe on him. Asking questions like, I wonder how heavy the ring was. I wonder if the ring was too big because maybe the younger brother lost weight because he was just living recklessly. I wonder whenever he came back, was, was the, the younger embracing the father as tight as the father was embracing? Ask questions and it brings you in. And then maybe there's a moment in the story that you're climbing into and you're like, man, scripture doesn't really talk too much about the embrace of the father to a son. I could really use that right now. I don't know why I read the whole story, but that stood out to me. I'm just crying out for my dad just to run to me, give me some love and some encouragement, and just look at me, put a ring and a robe, say I love you, I'm proud of you. I could use a hug. That sounds awesome. And then that's, that's your application. God, I'm gonna let you just run after me. Show me how you've pursued me. Show me how you've hugged me. Show me how you've sent other father figures in my life to father me. Show me how you've protected me. How you've provided for me. Show me your embrace cuz the doubt part of my mind wants to think that you're nowhere around. You engage in the story it becomes really really personal. Not because you made it up. Because you stopped on the revelation that God was bringing you into. Hey, will you stop here? Will you just pause for a second? I have something for you. You didn't know it, but it's going to come through the prodigal son. Hey, just hang out. Do you see? Oh, right there. Right there. That's what I want to do. I want to bring you in. That is a story. An ancient story that allows you... A sitting place, a dinner, to encounter the author of your life. And then you just journal about that. How'd that go for you? Oh, uh, I was crying. Uh, I didn't know how much I needed my dad's. I want my father to show up in my life. Um, I don't know that I've ever had this and this, but this morning I encountered that. With my Father in Heaven, He just He met me. I I, I thought I was going into Scripture this morning because my business really needs some direction, and I really was thinking that God was going to speak to me out of Proverbs, give me some wisdom here, God. I need to know my next step in my business, but God knew better because I went in there neutral, and I got stopped at the Prodigal Son, and I got something so much better. I I got stopped right where the Father embraced me. Unconditional love. Now I look back and I know I'll make a good decision for our business because now I have the heart of a Father over my employees and over the direction of what God has given me. God knew best. I didn't go looking. He revealed it. Just keep reading until God pauses, slows down, something stands out, something becomes personal, and then be invited into the story. And then the last part of this is what is God asking you to be or to do? Now these are two distinguished statements. Sometimes whenever you, like this example I just gave you, sometimes whenever you crawl into the story and enter the story of what God's revealing, you get transformed, your very being is changed. your mentality, your perspective, your emotions, your heart, your desires, maybe there's memories, hurts from the past that get healed because of that encounter. Your very being is changed, and you just need to submit to it all right god i'm I'm good for your plan. <laughs> I could use a father, you're right. <laughs> I need your love. I need to accept it. I need to hear that you're proud of me. And I need to be able to receive your rewards. I'm hearing you. Maybe it's your being that needs to be loved on, shaped, changed. And there's other, the other part where maybe God speaks to you and maybe it's just sheer obedience. Maybe you just need to do something. God, are you asking me to do something? An activity. You're asking me to go up to the coworker because you put them on my mind to go just go out of my way a couple times today and just say, "Hey, you're doing a great job. I just want to let you know you're noticed I don't know it's, you don't have to be spiritual. don't show up at someone's office, knock on the door, open up the Lord sent me Now don't do any of that. Just say, "Hey, man, how's it going? Good, Just thinking about you. you doing good? I just want to let you know you are not invisible, dude, you're a big part of this." I appreciate you. I know other people do. We don't verbalize it enough. just want to let you go and just walk away. Do that a couple times in a day. You're like, is this intentional? Are you doing this up for you? You're like, yes, it's awkward for me, but I need to get over myself. Come on. Are you with me? You need to you need to kill the ego inside of yourself so that you can go love love on some people. Why? Because you're you're being sent as a messenger on an assignment as a son of God. So they're. Maybe something that you need to be, let God change that, or maybe something that you need to do in your application and God will walk that out. And then you come back after that day, you come back and you open up the word and you're like, okay, prodigal son. That was awesome. You threw me for a I was going Proverbs. You sent me in prodigal. Thank you. Knocked on that guy's door a couple times. That was pretty cool. And then, and then you wake up and you're like, what do you have for me today? Because this life that you've given me is an adventure. And I'm ready for it. I'd rather live your life than the one that I can make up any, any time of day. This is the ancient practice of Lectio Divina so that we can get into the Word and get the Word in us. Thank you for listening to this message from Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com. Contact us by email, cornerstonecom at comcast.net, or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up His countenance on you and give you peace.